everybody and welcome to I'm talking here with me Aaron Day and me Rob Brent and, and here's no one oh Adam's not with us today unfortunately everybody no Adam has abandoned us for family arrangements family arrangements a, a gold anniversary and a silver anniversary all within the family so congratulations to them however it's not it's not good enough to ditch the podcast for I'd say the podcast family the podcast comes first yeah yeah po- Podcast family first or die. Goodness, that was a bit dark. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's no. Fine. I think I think he, you know, he, he, you know, he's going to score some serious brownie points for his family. He this is indeed week by being there. He's also apparently going to have mince and dumplings, which I'm sure he'll really enjoy. Because who doesn't love mince and dumplings? I love mince and dumplings. Exactly. It's the simple proven. things in life. Really is. Can't yeah. beat a dumpling. Lasagna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love lasagna okay, as well. Okay, cool. I thought you meant just throw lasagna okay. in your mince and dumplings. Tell me one simple thing in life that you could not live without. My wife. Oh no, I'll call you her call simple. Your... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't think she listens to this anyway. <laughs> now, talking about wives, Ashley would say chips. Chips? chips. Really like, chips? Yeah, God, she loves chips. She would have oh. chips with everything. See, Sam would have pickles. With everything? She loves pickles. Wow. Oh. I just find is she? Um, I forget what her name is now. Sam. Did, did you ever watch Jersey Shore? Uh, not Jersey. MTV, I watched Jersey Shore. The one of the main characters in Jersey Shore was like I'll pickles of everything. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be Sam all over. Okay. She loves a good gherkin. Maybe she should apply for Geordie Shore. Um, is it still going, Geordie Shore? Uh, in some fashion or another, yeah. I'll suggest that to her. Yeah. Because most of them. It uh, does mean her getting off with some. Uh, Really awful looking bloke, though, probably. Well, she does that on a daily basis anyway. <laughs> hey, <laughs> right. Talking about good looking blokes, uh, this week we are taking a deep dive, excuse nice. the pun, into Aquaman. Yes, so we, uh, we, we are going to go into a very big review of Aquaman. We've both seen it very recently, um, and then we are then. And this will probably give a lean into how we feel about the film. We're then going to go into a discussion about. DC doing it right, DC done right, past, present, and maybe future. Yeah. 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 Okay. Shall we take a jump into the trench that is Aquaman? I think we're going to have to. Let's dive. Let's do it. So, the reason why we decided to watch Aquaman Mm. is for myriad reasons. One... I think it would be it's quite nice to watch the full slate of DC films before they decide to no longer have a quote unquote extended universe yeah. so to speak uh, and we'll obviously come to that later on but also curiosity yes. I think <laughs> Aquaman is one of those films that when I looked up the reviews for it mm-hmm. it was quite divided some people just loved the whole nature of it the mood of it the the fun nature of it. Yeah. And some people thought it was an absolute bag of rubbish. Yeah. Which side do you fall on? <laughs> well, first of all, let's discuss so a couple of things. So get a couple well, of small yeah. technical things out of the way. Okay. Directed by James Wan, who yep. is a very accomplished director, very good with making quite effective horror movies like The Conjuring. And did he direct the, the original Saw? Yes. Right. Um, and those sorts of movies. Um, it is two hours and 17 minutes yeah. long, um, which, to be fair, a lot of comic book films are well over the two-hour mark, and some of them are the best part of three hours. Yeah. So 
part of me when I when I went into this was like, okay, that's fine. It's you know, it's it's nothing to sort of frown at. Um, starring Jason Momoa as the cast is fantastic. Sorry, Jason Momoa as yeah. Aquaman, Arthur Curry. Uh, yeah, you got Nicole Kidman in there. You, you got, got William Defoe. You got Patrick Wilson. You you've got, got Dolph Lundgren. You got Amber Heard. <laughs> yes. Uh, you've you've got a really really good cast, really strong cast. And I tell you one thing, Rob, uh-huh. they are having a great time. <laughs> the cast are having a great time. Nicole Kidman swinging around, beating people up at the beginning of the film, having a great time. You know what? That that was yeah, quite a good scene. Willem Dafoe ham hamming the place up, yeah. having a great time. Yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa having a brilliant time being a lead actor, you know, being smarmy and all that sort of thing, having a great time. Amber Heard, having a wonderful time. Mm. Who didn't have a great time? Who didn't? Mm. Patrick Wilson? Me. Oh, you? I <laughs> didn't have a great time, Rob. All right? Well, first of all, before okay. we get into all of that, Sorry. we need to go, what were your expectations going into this? I think you've already I hinted had, it. I had very... <laughs> I didn't... I, I had modest expectations. I think what it was is that I... I I like to not know very much about a film, its contents, plot developments, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I will generally read reviews, critic reviews, because I think they they know their films, they know their stuff, and will generally tell me what to hit and what to avoid. Yeah. Um, sometimes critics are wrong, like with The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Like, critics absolutely pan that film, and audiences loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, expectations. I knew it wasn't going to be of the same benchmark as, say, like a, a top quality Marvel film. I knew it wasn't going to be in the same league as something like a, a Dark Knight series. I think you're going to say in the same league as a low quality Marvel film. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm, better than the Dark World. Anyway, I don't know. Like, right. So I'd, I'd argue. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my expectations, fairly modest, uh-huh. but I was looking forward to a good, fun romp. And do you know what? At points, I did get a good, fun romp, mm-hmm. but they it was very in, in, in small kind of set pieces. Yeah. So what about well, you? I think me going in, um, see, the best thing that could have primed me for this film is that I've seen Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice. Right. And compared to that film, this is miles above because this actually told... A story, yeah. Um, so, but going in, I didn't expect anything good, really. I thought, though, with like you saying, with the mixed reviews, that it could be quite fun. Then in it a clearly sense had. That it didn't take itself too seriously. You're dealing with a guy who talks to fish, yeah. And if you could, if you could really hit that right, you could have quite an interesting film. And James Wan mm-hmm. being behind it, I was thinking, you know what? Actually, some, something good could come out of this. Mm-hmm. How wrong was I? <laughs> <laughs> I I so when I when I was watching this film I I watched this with Ashley and I found myself at points actually turning around and talking to her about the film and usually and Ashley will tell you this usually when we're watching the film I if I'm really engaged and Ashley's trying to talk to me during the film I'm like Actually, I'm trying to watch the film. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I want to stay engaged with this because I'm, I'm along for the ride. I found myself getting into conversations with her about the mechanics of the film, the physics of the film, <laughs> the, 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 the dialogue. Because there were so many, there was so, there were so many bits in this film, which, if this film was a good twenty minutes shorter and it was more concise, more compact, it would be a better film. 
Um, yeah, somebody... if it was more compact, if it was like a minute long, it would be so much better. <laughs> oh, I see. Just I don't... have the Nicole Kidman fight scene, and then I'm good. I don't. I. <laughs> I don't think. I think some. Right. Uh. For me, right, and I, this isn't a spoiler because it happens within the first ten minutes of the film. Nicole Kidman's character, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlantia, Atlantia, yeah. right? Who she's the the queen of the seas, yeah. basically. Um, she is uh, having to leave the father and Arthur as a baby because she's trying to save them both um, by turning herself into the underwater kingdom, effectively, yeah. or Atlantis. And she says a line where she says, "It's funny, usually." tears you don't feel your you don't feel your tears because the water washes them away or something but the dad turns to her and says up here you feel every single one or a lot something along those lines <laughs> and i knew from that point i knew from that point i knew that this dialogue was going to be absolutely dreadful Terrible. pretty much all the way through i think this was quite near the beginning as well because they started with a jules verne quote and i was like yes. surely what what they're trying to do there but my my favorite um life like the sea has a way of bringing people together mm. just amazing dialogue to be yeah. put in there because uh, that's exactly what the sea does if you're ever looking for a wife just go down to the coastline. Look, in, look into the <laughs> north. There might be someone being swept in for you. To be fair, I met Ashley in the North Sea. <laughs> Did so, you yeah, yeah, I was just, I was lobster potting. <laughs> no, you weren't. And, you? and she was, uh, she was, she was there, you know, flapping about. Oh, well, this quote then, it just there speaks you to your heart. Like, <laughs> no, like... but, yeah. So, um, other lines that I particularly enjoyed, yeah. mainly because of their hamminess. Uh, you need to live so you can kill that son of a B word. <laughs> Do you want one? I'd, Love that. Um, um, don't tell me how to captain and I won't tell you how to pirate. Yeah. I quite like that. That was yep. a good line. Um, we haven't really talked about <laughs> the actual plot of this film. No, we haven't. Right. Let's get, okay. okay so do you it have, quickly. Um, before we Arthur get Arthur Curry, who yep. is Aquaman. So this, I haven't seen Justice League because I couldn't, no. I couldn't do it to myself. No. Um, uh, he's coming off the back of that, so there's been a fight with uh, Steppenwolf, I think was the villain of that, and he doesn't want to take up the mantle of to be king of Atlantis. Mm. However, um, the Atlanteans under the sea are getting more and more tired with people on land and the way they're treating the planet yes. that they want to act. And it's Patrick Wilson's character, I forget his name even in it. King Orm. There we go who wants to be the ocean master to yes. unite the four kingdoms and take the war up. So up we can land. go and give above land humanity a good kick in. Good kick in. In, in the face. <laughs> Tell and in the pollution. <laughs> Tell them what's a, what. A good kick in in the pollution. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, one thing I did quite like, right, I don't think we're the target audience for this film, Rob. <laughs> no. Right? I this film is is squarely to the the twelve year old audience. To the twelve year old because I, even even the message of oh you're you're polluting the oceans and all that sort of thing, it it was very remedial in mm. the manner in which it was trying to sort of put that across. Yeah. So I don't think that I, even for a 12-year-old, I think it's too on the nose. It did feel like a film I would have watched when I was 12. Cause it felt and like you would have thought to yourself, oh man, this is so cool. Look yeah. at these action scenes I've never seen. There's well, a... I, no, I, I want to trust that Pass Brent was better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did like The Mummy Returns, so... 
Maybe that blows that out of the water. No, I think I think what it is is it's <laughs> it's about expectations and experience of cinema, isn't yeah. it? Because the thing is, in Aquaman, there are some things that happen that are really cool, and that that like you go, well, I've never seen that in a film before. For example, mm. there is a great action set piece in Sicily. Right. Yeah, okay. And there's a particular part where Amber Heard's character, who who is uh, I forget her name, sorry, who is basically Arthur's Mira. helper, Mira. Mira. Thank you. Uh, who is Arthur's sort of assistant, kind of throughout the film. Uh, ex- Love interest, and you know it yeah. as soon as she turns up. Yeah, it's a very tired <laughs> cliche. Um, but she can control liquid. She can control water around her and turn it into different th- mm-hmm. things, like. You know, as, as, as effectively weaponized water or yeah. weaponized liquid, and she's in this. She's being chased by these thugs, uh, underwater thugs, in around, <laughs> in around. Water, they're like okay, underwater stormtroopers. Right, okay, That's what yeah, they yeah, are, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And they're chasing after her, uh, and she's in a. She finds herself suddenly in a wine shop. Wine kills. That's yeah, what I got written in down. a wine shop, and she takes the liquid from the wine shop, turns it into spears, and. It's, that's a cool scene. Well, it's also teaching the dangers of alcoholism. Um, I think it's actually teaching the benefits of being able to manipulate alcohol. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I'll give you that one. Imagine being speared by wine. Speared by wine. Mm. Some people would love that. Oh, oh. What a way to go. <laughs> um, yeah, other shots that I enjoyed. Young Arthur, right at the beginning of the film, yeah, as a young Shock. kid... Yeah, standing in front of the aquarium with all the with all the marine life behind him. That's a cool shot. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I, I think there's oh also there's sharks with laser beams attached to them. Right. This Here we is, go. This is a big issue with this film though. Mm-hmm. Because right. You get this premise mm-hmm. where Arthur Curry, Aquaman, has always been kind of a bit of a ridiculous character coming through. Yeah. And in order to, to make him cool, to fit in with all the DC, they thought, well, let's take the shirt off Jason Moma and put him in some jeans and he can be the new cool Aquaman. Yeah. But so then trying to figure out Atlantis, what that looks like. All it felt to me was like it flooded space stations. So like you've got lasers, you've got they don't even swim. They no. like hover around the place, and it it just it just feels like right. Let's just take something from space and You're just put right. it underwater. At no point do you see any of the characters actually swimming. Swim. There's, there's they one float part, I think, and where dive. Aquaman and Mira. I really noticed that they were really trying to swim, and I was thinking, well, this hasn't been a problem any other time because you literally just float from one place to the other mm. so it was almost there was just no creativity or ingenuity with actually having them underwater and the way they actually moved sorry it <laughs> is, got really annoyed about it, it is a <laughs> it is a wildly inconsistent film yeah but as i say it's it's not without it's not without positives I, it's it's ultimately right. Let's let's just call a spade a spade here. It's a rubbish film, right? <laughs> it is rubbish. We feature on the good and the bad and the bower on yeah, in the future. No, it, it is it's it's rubbish, right? It's 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 one of the worst films I've seen in 2019, right? But it is it's not without moments that just go, yeah, that's cool. There are particular shots, particular uses of the camera particular moments particularly when it's in the action set pieces where you go yeah that's cool i've not seen that before that's fun to watch but in the wider context of the overall arc of the film 
very tired cliches and tropes yeah. throughout. Very, uh, it's very. Now, the critic Mark Kermo would say this, very paint-by-numbers. Yes, completely. Right? There's no surprises in this film. Very little surprises. Um, that Even that's not a surprise, <laughs> though. You expect... I know what you're talking about. Oh, what about. are you talking about? What do you mean? Oh, I'm talking about the reappearance of a particular character. No, I'm meaning like, uh, Julie Andrews being part of the cast. What? Julie Andrews is in this film. When? Do you, do you want to guess which character Julie Andrews was? Is she the octopus playing drums? No, I've got that though, because that <laughs> octopus was amazing. Right. Do you want to know who she is? No. Okay. Well, yeah, inside, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, I won't tell you. I do want to know, yes. I'll, I'll read the character here. Okay. The Carathon is a colossal sentient oh! sea creature and one of the oldest and most powerful beings on Earth. That's Julie That was Julie, Julie Andrews. Andrews. <laughs> oh, I thought I recognised that yes. voice. Like... That that was my surprise. Everything else, like story wise, no. Um, it, I mean, because this would be bordering on spoilers. If okay. you've seen Ant Man and the Wasp, Nicole Kidman kind of plays the same character. Same exact thing happens. Right. Um. So that that wasn't definitely a surprise. But the, in terms of the casting, my problem of, with the film is that. Oh yeah, ride the ride the Korath. Is that what it's called? The Korath. When was that? What was, oh, when it when yeah. Anyway, right, I'm spoiling <laughs> things now. But yeah, it um. Right, these are the things that Ashley and I did whilst the film was on. This is these, these are these, this Sam just, left halfway this, through. This she just, couldn't do it to herself. This just shows how kind of disengaged we were with the film. Uh, so Ashley compared parts of the film to the Fifth Element, which is not bad. <laughs> but then she also compared particularly parts of Atlantis to the Marina Bay Sands in Singapore. Um, too much exposition, yeah. Like too much explaining of what was You're going on. You're a person who is afraid. Yeah, uh, octopus playing drums. Couldn't figure out that one. Um, the soundtrack choices through some of the film took I, me out of the film. There's a the... part where Pitbull has like a like yeah. There's an Africa song. Yeah, Toto's Africa was that. Yeah, Pitbull? but that's Pitbull. But oh, it's remixed God. by Pitbull. It's like what is going on? This is what I'm saying. The tone was wildly inconsistent with well, this film. There was a weird love song montage right. as well. So there's a part where the where a villain is sitting on top of uh, is sitting in the North Sea. With just a yes, t-shirt on. Yes. And Ashley turns around to me and says, there's no way he would be sitting there in the North Sea with just a t-shirt on. <laughs> Clearly, no one in Hollywood has ever been in the North Sea yeah. because it's blinking freezing. Yeah. doesn't matter whether it's like in the height of August. Uh-huh. You know, it is cold in the North Sea. Like, I don't care if you're you're a buff you know, muscular villain. Yeah. You're not just wearing a t-shirt. Yeah. You are wearing some sort of Helly Hansen you know, sailing outfit on because you are freezing <laughs> your butt off. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, well, I've got as well just to talk about. Oh, the other thing that Ashley oh, did. Okay, sorry, Ashley go. also found a really nice dress from Marks and Spencer whilst this film was on. Excellent. Yeah. Inspired by fish. No. Okay. I'm glad you checked your book there. <laughs> <I> checked <laughs> your <laughs> picture. Um, just to say, with with the villain, I mean, the villain is if you know the comics, it's Black Manta. Yes. Um, because it's the family name. And as soon at the beginning, as soon as his granddad... Oh, no, his dad gives him his granddad's knife. Yes, and oh. says the line... Oh, my God. Says the line, you need to live so you oh. can kill that son of a B-word. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, he, when he showed up, though, he just... It, I felt like I was watching Power Rangers. With the head... With, with the, the head lasers. on and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, he looks a bit ridiculous in the comics, but the Marvel mm. do... 
to bring up Marvel, do have a way of kind of being able to interpret these these villains and making them... Like Mysterio could be one that would look awful, but still in Spider-Man, still look good. Thanos. Uh, Thanos, yeah. With could, his purple skin. Yeah, could look he, he could look He could look stupid, but because of the human characteristics of him, played by Josh Brolin, he, yeah. he looks brilliant. Um, so that would be a thing I'd say about... My other thing is, I feel this film, James Wan had a terrible script put on his hands and he did try his best. Yes. And I think actually he's a horror director and the bit that actually shone, which I thought was fairly decent, was when they were going to the trench with all the monsters. Yes. And the big shot where they were going down with the flare. Have you got that written down? I've got it written down. I called it down the trench. Yeah, absolutely fantastic shot with the lightning there and you see how many creatures are there. Around them. Brilliant. That's what I'm saying. There's individual bits in this film which show that there is a accomplished director at the helm but he is also having to deal with actors who are there who are only there to a have a great time and b pick up a check and you feel that with a lot especially some of the more older well-established actors (laughs) the younger ones like Jason Momoa and I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name uh, and Amber Heard. You could you can sense them just trying to give it a good go and properly. Yeah, but I'm not sure he be can grounded act. with the characters. Yeah, I was I was because I've seen him as Carl Drogo and I, at Stargate Atlantis back in the day he was in that mm-hmm. and I fear that actually he's not that good because even the comedy bits in the desert when he was trying um, weren't really coming off. Yeah, um, he, so, he, yeah. it doesn't have that. Yeah, I felt I felt bad for him because he's, he's you know can't be easy but leading a, a what they were hoping would be a big franchise yeah, movie. And you what know? he's working off is uh, is incredibly difficult. Um, so, <laughs> final words. Oh, yeah. is it a classic? That is effectively what I this will feature this is. With, but my last quote. Right. Well, it's the last line of the film. So if you don't want to know it, just say it. Go on. My we're, we're last note I've written down is I am Aquaman. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Because that end part was just like you're saying, every single trope, every single thing you'd expect in a standard superhero film happened, and then just ended up with the line, I am Aquaman. Yeah. Especially when you've seen how beautiful I'm gonna get so many DC uh, fans coming for me, but how beautiful Marvel did it with the line, I am Iron Man. Yes. Oh, like the parallels between them yeah, absolutely. is vast. A- and- again, uh and Excuse the pun. It is watercolor by numbers. Yeah, completely. Isn't it? And it's no. Uh, yes, it made a lot of money. I mean, the thing is, right? But no, fair play to James Wan. The film, it, it, he he's thrown the kitchen kitchen sink at your senses <laughs> with this film, right? But it is wildly inconsistent. The dialogue is hammy as anything, and the tone is really odd. Like you, there's there's parts of it where there's genuine like proper murder yeah. taking place yeah, yeah. like there's a guy who gets full-blown stabbed right at the beginning of the film yeah and even ashley at one point went okay if this is the sort of thing it's go- trying to go for where's the blood yeah. where's the sense of injury and carnage it isn't there at points like it, it goes from being wildly brutal and green to being almost kind of cartoonish yeah. in nature throwing in a little bit of indiana jones anyway the tone is really irregular and i think it just kind of throws you out of the engagement of the film because of that yeah i don't even get how aquaman works because he's shot by a grenade launcher and it it just bounces off is that fish skills 
don't can know. you shoot fish with grenade launchers? But how is it that he's... You can in... get stabbed, but you can't yeah. shoot him. How is it that he's impenetrable by a grenade launch yeah. from, a, from a, like a, a, a gun? And then Any someone bullets, can just sort of... Fine. And then someone can just stab, stab him. Yeah, and then, don't worry, we'll just whack some seaweed on it to help him <laughs> out. Yeah, absolutely fine. But yeah, Ridiculous. that's beside, beside right. the point. So, uh, okay, shall we, just, shall we just say this after five? Ready? Or after three? Is it a classic? Three, two... One. Not no, a classic. No, 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 <laughs> no. Just no. If you're thinking of putting this film on, no, just no, no. Don't do it to yourself. You no. don't need to. Like we've Look wasted. yourselves. We've wasted two hours and seventeen minutes of our life so that so you, you don't, don't have. have Look, just, just if you want to, if you want to see the shots and the the things that we were talking about before that we actually quite liked in the film. You'll probably able to find them on YouTube. Yeah. So just go on there and find them. Don't waste your time with the rest of the film. Nicole Kidman fighting at the beginning. I thought good that fun. was pretty cool. That was good fun. And the trench. And that's all you need. And the wine shop. The wine shop. Okay. Yeah. It takes about three minutes. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. Right. Done. Let's talk about DC doing it right. So now we're going to talk about DC did not do Aquaman right. No. So let's talk about DC done right, both in terms of past, present, and hopefully what they're going to do right in the future yes. as well. All right. So let's go back to the future of this. Let's start off with the past, right? DC, huge, iconic, well-established brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Known to to make wonderful narratives across a multitude of media, both in terms of film, television, and in particular, video games. Yes. Right? Uh, if you've ever played the Arkham series of Batman, you are, you, you know what, where, where we're coming from with yep. this. Um, but... Let's try and stick within sort of the film and television world. Perhaps. Oh, really? We can't talk about... We can talk, we can talk DC done right, <laughs> if you want to, in, in terms of video games. No, but I think, anyway, I think it, it. the Arkham games are a fantastic example of being able to um, juggle lots of different villains and bring them all in together mm-hmm. to, to create a really cool story. Mm-hmm. But it maybe works better in a, in a video game because you've got longer with them. You can, you can do lots with them. But yeah. I would say they're very creative with the ways they... They are used in the video game, and this character, like mm. Hush, like a character like Hush, would be amazing to see something like that actually mm. come through uh, in a film. But anyway, like, thinking film-wise, obviously you've got Nolan's trilogy, all three of them. That's all, DC done right. DC done right, and um, the original Superman's. So you've got Superman and Superman Two. Well, we kind of talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. In, with with Adam a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Superman and Superman Two. I, I would I would go so far as to say Superman Returns is all right as well. Yeah. I've not seen Man of Steel. Don't. Okay. <laughs> I think Man I'll of Steel started... It. Well, I'm not a big fan of, of Zack Snyder. I think mm. he he gives enough to make fantastic trailers because the look of his films can Are be great. easy to sell. Yeah, it yeah. can be great. But when it comes to actually putting a coherent film together, there's a struggle. Yeah. And nothing nothing is a better example of this than Dawn of Justice. Right. Because it is. Have you seen? Uh, I've Batman seen big chunks of it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a struggle for me. It's almost like an extended extended trailer, and you're seeing all these different parts, and nothing really melts together. I've not experienced a film like that film ever, and 
anyway, that's that's not it done right. So no. we, we don't need to talk about that. But if we're talking about original trilogy and then I'm trying to think of other ones. You've got that's, Superman and Superman 2. Is and there that, anything else? And that's the issue with DC. Oh, okay. So the original Batman and, yeah. ba- and Batman yeah. Returns. But it's, it's all heavily linked to Batman rather than this DC brand, which is what they really want. And that is because Batman as a character, Batman as an arc, Batman as the sort of the narrative... Uh, angles that have gone in the comic gives filmmakers lots of content to work mm. with um, but also what makes Batman so brilliant is less the fact that it's Batman and more the fact as you said before that Batman's villains are Great. are you know they, they are they are just as iconic if if not more so than than Bruce Wayne himself mm. and I think that's that's where that's where I think other DC properties really struggle to find a, a footing. Do you know what? There is one more. There's one more amazing one. Go on. Teen Titans go to the movies. Okay, so again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, but it it's. But it's because that's self-referential, and it and yeah. it looks in terms of everything DC tries to do, and it's this darker, more brooding sort of idea. Because that's what Batman brings, and, yeah. what, and because it's so Batman's so, I don't know, ingrained in terms of DC. Yeah, it's then very hard for them to do anything else. So then, when they see what Marvel's doing, then they try and replicate that. I mean, they brought Josh Whedon over from that. Yeah, and there's a lot of in Marvel. It's it you know it feels like you Buffy and Angel when they had they realized how ridiculous sort of these storylines are. They can make that joke, but they can still have real drama behind it. Yeah. Whereas uh, Batman, it's all about that broodiness, which mm. Nolan could bring, which is why the 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 Dark Knight, Dark Knight, amazing film. Yeah. Um, but where they've never been able to to quite get it. Anything I think. Else. I think the thing is, you that's like the past. I think in terms of the present, mm-hmm. DC has done it right with Wonder Woman. Do you think? Yeah, I I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, and I thought it was a great film, and I thought it it did things it. A, it knew its own... Okay, the film itself did not take itself seriously, but it absolutely respected the characters within the narrative, and it it, it painted a a world that was really fun to be a part of. And yeah, okay, Wonder Woman gets a little ridiculous at the end. Which I don't necessarily mind. But it's a superhero movie. I, I just, I felt like it was a good DC film. Yeah, I, I, so I suppose I was surprised that there actually was an alright film, but I wouldn't wouldn't say okay. I was I was captured by it. Or I'm going to say this: Wonder Woman is a better film than Captain Marvel. Yeah, okay, I might give you that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and I think Captain Marvel's a good film. Yeah, it's not a classic in terms of the Marvel yeah. oeuvre, but I but in fact, Wonder Woman, I'd, I'd say Wonder Woman's better than Spider Man: Far From Home. Oh, see, I've not seen it yet. Ah, I, I, need to I catch really it. didn't enjoy that one. So, ah. so in fairness, on that parallel, yes, I'd have to admit, but I don't particularly rate those those films that high. Okay. And when it is talking in terms of Marvel, it's you know you've got amazing heights with Marvel, but it isn't you know not across the board. No. So Wonder Woman, yeah, I, I, I would put Wonder Woman. In there. I think that what what they've looking forward now, I think. What DC DC have clearly decided to just sort of go right. Let's not try and play Marvel's game. Let's not worry about trying to connect the dots between these different properties, these different franchises, because Marvel have clearly kind of won that game. Yeah. Let's sell something to the cinema film going audience that is 
individually packaged, well-made films that tell their own story, beginning, middle, end, without having to worry too much about trying to sell a sequel, trying to sell an ongoing franchise, trying to sell ongoing investment from the cinema goer. Mm. So I think what they're trying to do with, for example, this origin story of Joker, which has been very well reviewed in America, I'm quite excited for it. Joaquin Phoenix doesn't just put himself into any old tut. Mm -hmm. You know, he he, he knows a good script uh, and he knows a good character as well. And I think for him to be involved with that film, I'm... That's something to look forward to. I think that's going to be DC done Complete, right. But I think that's that's the nail on the head. It's where you don't try and link these mm. together. Yeah. And, you know, you say, right, here's the Joker character. You can do whatever you want. It's not going to impact on anything else. Yeah. Which is exciting because the Go issue with Marvel with now yeah. is that it's so linked to all these other things. They're restricted with the stuff they can do. Yeah. So Joker's incredibly exciting. I would say just before we go on to the, the future stuff, Shazam is meant to be Oh, yes, film. of course. In terms of the present, yeah. And Zachary Levy being the lead of that, I, I got quite excited. And it's not one I rushed to go and see, but I'm quite looking forward to when it you know comes on, on Now TV or something to watch. Yeah. Um, because it, especially from the stuff put out, it it can have a bit of fun. Yeah, I know Dwayne the Rock Johnson is is heavily linked to hopefully play Black Adam, which could be then really exciting to do. And um, but ke- keeping Shazam just as its own thing um, is the key. Um, the Batman, which is the Matt Reeves one with yeah. Robert Pattinson coming yeah. out again, that's that's this other opportunity for this standalone. And I think if they can double down on that, that is the way to go. And it comes yeah. to DC. I completely agree. I, yeah. You know, I I'm even partially excited by the Suicide Squad. Well, because they've got because James I, Gunn yeah. and they've just released the cast, which I, have amazing people on that cast. I hated Suicide Squad. Yeah. I thought it was awful. I, I, I just remember that being a film that I, I walked out of that screen and angry yeah. because there was so much hype. There was so much expectation for it because it had such a good cast yeah. and such great... Anarchic characters yeah. fell flat. But that's it. I think film like that, it was the potential for what you could do with the film. It's so disappointing to sit, then see what they did do. But the thing with Suicide Squad 2 is that, oh, again, uh, Jane... uh, The Suicide Squad. Sorry, All right, come on. Are they, are right. they, have they done that? That's right. what it's called, The Suicide Squad. So it's kind of like a... Well, you still got carry I can't believe characters. I'm about to say this, but it's a reboot, in a well, sense. Kind of, probably a soft reboot. And like, because as well, this is... What? Soft reboot, I like that. Yeah, there's um, you've got sensitive links to the Birds of Prey film that'll be coming out featuring very much Harley Quinn. Yeah, and her sort of Mark Robbie and that. Yeah, which is interesting because it, it then said, I don't know whether in the Suicide Squad whether she will be the lead character to bind of one together. But Idris Elba's now um, part of it, so maybe he will be. What um, will he play? And people are, I think, they're speculating whether he takes over from Will uh, Smith from Will Smith as, as Deadshot, Deadshot, or right. whether he could be Deathstroke. Um, which would be my my thing to go. Michael Rooker's come across, obviously, and Sean Gunn and all, all those people are going to be in the mix. So they've got somebody on board, James Gunn, who who was originally sacked from doing Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy 3 and then reinstated. And during that whole period of not being there, he signed on to do The Suicide Squad. Could be one I, of the best things that ever happened. It could. It could be. <laughs> I, I'm wondering how much of a free reign they will give James Gunn because yeah. at his best, he directs things like or gets involved in things like Toxic Avenger uh-huh. or Guardians of the Galaxy uh-huh. at his worst he's doing 
other things. What are you gonna, sli- well, Slither's an all right. Slither's okay, what yeah. About, um, Rain Wilson one, didn't you do that with um, Shut Up Crying? Super, Super, it's called Super. Yeah, yeah I didn't like that. Okay, I, I did you quite enjoy it? Uh, in a brutal sort of, yeah, I guess so, kind way. of like a kick ass, but sort I think of way, that yeah. is with James Gunn, it, it, it can be quite visceral and very much on the nose without yeah. through that. So, I'm excited about that. And Nathan Fillion's in it, who I always love. Now, what was good about uh, the other day, um, James Gunn tweeted out the poster mm-hmm. for The Suicide Squad, and the text that he had attached to it was, Don't Sands. No. <laughs> Don't get attached, right? Because there's so yes. many people that yeah. there's clearly going to be a very high death count in this. That's what film. you want. There was um, what was it? The the Belco experiment. Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of with the with the office people with trapped the office into people their trapped building this and they, thing, which was to, to kind of just you have take to them all apart. So. You have to kill each other, otherwise we start to take you out one by exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. So if he does something similar of that vein, and the cast list is is vast with loads of great characters can come in even have some really funny cameos and then mm. get taken out and killed. Um, the Suicide Squad could be, could be looking to be a fantastic little film. I would want it. I know this sounds really odd. I would want it to be a full-blown 18 certificate movie. Yeah, completely. Like Deadpool multiplied. That's but what you, I'd want. But you want. And you want your villains to be villains. Like don't try mm. and make them sort of this anti-hero sort of thing. Yeah. They are villains. Yeah, and make them total enough and to get. Um, yeah. Who's it who plays Amanda Waller? Because she was fantastic. Uh, Viola first. Davis? Yeah. And she's the one to then keep all this mayhem together. But yeah. that's what you want. You want mayhem within. Right. And if there's someone who could bring that, James Gunn, I think, would be uh, really good. So there we go. So DC did not get it right with Aquaman. No. Nope. DC have done it right in the past. DC could, fingers crossed, get it right for the future. Yeah. Great. My only other because I thought for this we might be proposing our own films that we'd want to happen. Do it. So uh, John Constantine, I think, would be a fantastic yeah. uh, person to base the film around. Right. And just say uh, I think Dan Stevens of uh, Legion fame yeah. would be amazing to play John Constantine. I know he's. I've not watched the the TV DC sort of things. Yeah. That, um, seems to be quite popular because they kind of like uh, Legends of Tomorrow knows what it is and plays up to that. Um, and John Constantine seems to be quite popular in that. So it'd be really cool to get a really supernatural horror John Constantine um, film. And as well, I was uh-huh. looking into this, and he he did. There's a storyline in Newcastle. So what better way Great. to bring superheroes to Newcastle than with John Constantine? I've got one. Yeah, go for it. Batman versus Man Bat. Nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Got, now I didn't really know much about Man Bat until uh, he like until shouted I, over you on a building during a during play, whilst playing. Uh, was it Arkham City? <laughs> it's the third one, it might yeah. be Arkham Arkham Knight. It was. Is that? Oh yeah, Arkham Knight. Yeah, is the third one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I and that whole backstory. <laughs> I did a little bit. Yeah, it was a scary moment. Um, but that whole that character that villain I think is really good. Yeah. I'd Batman versus Man Bat. And hopefully... Or Batman v Man Bat. Oh no, I was thinking that was going to be a palindrome, but it's not. No, it's no. not. At all. Sorry. No. So we just move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay then. So we've just come into the end of this particular episode of I'm Talking In. Not been obviously a big bumper edition with not having Adam and his cheeky charm here with us. I know. But uh, let's. 
move on to our 30 second recommendations yeah, oh before we do don't forget get in touch with us at talking here rbad at twitter i'm not going to give you the email address it's ridiculous you all know the email address no, no, i'm dot don't. talking dot here dot you don't R-B-A-D even know the email address no dot gmail.com no at gmail.com at gmail.com yeah see right so replace the dot with an at but which one is it? <laughs> Catch us up on Twitter at Talking Here RBAD. Um, also, just to let you know, you can now uh, subscribe to us via iTunes. Oh, are we on? We are now on Apple Podcasts. Hey. So um, feel free to uh, subscribe to us on there, and uh, we will we will download into your lovely ears on a weekly basis. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, I feel like we we need to really celebrate that. It's that. I was waiting for that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I thought you were going to do the spoiler. How else do you want to celebrate it? I don't know. How about this? (laughs) How about this? How about um, the anybody that uh, texts or message? Sorry, anybody that messages in on Twitter or tweets us with a question or something that they would like discussed on the podcast, we will discuss it in a future podcast. Oh, now if that's not a good present, I don't know that's what is. That's a great present. That's amazing. Yeah, we will get you involved. We yeah. want this to be a community. We want it to be a forum for all things nerdy film chat. Fantastic. We look yeah. forward to that. Okay. Any questions? So, uh, on to our 30 second recommendations. Yeah. Rob, we start with you. We go in <coughs> five. You want another cough there? No, I'm all right. have another cough? I okay, good. All right, there. three. Two, one, off you go. Right, I'm going to recommend 10 Cloverfield Lane. So you may have seen The Cloverfield Paradox was a big film that came through on Netflix, linking these films together. Forget about it, just watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. It's an amazing little film, uh, very self-contained. It's got John Goodman there, who's absolutely outstanding in this film. Really, really tense. It does potentially link into other things, but you don't really need to worry or bother about that because ideally it's just a great film. Forget all about that. Go and enjoy yourself. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it as well, who's awesome. Good stuff. (coughs) One thing I'll say about that film. Mm. uh, All the stuff inside the shelter, belter. All the stuff stuff (laughs) outside. All the side outside. All the stuff outside the shelter, welter. Welter, <laughs> welter. No, I like. No, I, I disagree. Do you disagree? I, I, liked, okay. I like that whole thing altogether, and I okay. thought I just thought it kept going on. I, I know it kind of becomes a different film from the end, okay. but I, st- I still just love it. I do feel like it's a it's a script with that end tacked on to try and link it into something bigger. And it's unnecessary. It is unnecessary, yeah. but it's still a great film. Go it is. It. it is. It's good not film. a it's... welter. <laughs> That'll be our new feature, belter or welter. <laughs> <laughs> right, my turn. Here we go. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. One of the greatest zombie films of all time. Night of the Living Dead? Dawn of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead? Maybe. <laughs> yes. But have you ever considered Train to Busan, a wonderful Korean action zombie movie where uh, a, a father and daughter son daughter uh <laughs> father and daughter are on a train from from seoul to busan they must get there oh there's a zombie outbreak <laughs> you spent far too long trying to sell them i know to actually explain it with just or figuring out whether it was a, a girl or a boy just watch train to busan is that it's one a, of the mysteries it's a great <laughs> it's a great action horror film uh, action zombie horror film. It's brilliant. I really, really enjoy it. I will have to watch that sometime. You've never so, seen it? No, oh, it's you great. Have, you have recommended it. Then I'm, 
me yet to watch it. I think have you Amazon seen any Prime. of my recommendations before? I don't know. Have you seen? I've been keeping track. For example, have you seen Shoplifters yet? No. You've seen Old Boy though. No. You what? I've not seen Old Boy. It's not on anything. It's oh, always, it's always the American one. Whenever no, I see don't it. watch the American one. And I get excited one. and I'm like, Silly. yes, I can finally watch right. Old Boy. Do you still have a DVD player? I do. Yes. Okay. I do. I've got a limited edition copy of the film. Have you? I, and you trust up me up in my that. loft? Yeah, of course, dude. Up. Oh. Yeah, up in the loft, I will. I don't. I can't remember whether I sold it. Or <laughs> right, not. Okay. I, th- I thought you were thinking whether you trust me or not when you went. Oh, no, of course I? I trust you with it. Yeah, of course I do. Right, if you do have it, I would. I'd take that off your hands and watch it. Yeah, because it's it. it's one of my favourite films of all time. Right, fantastic. Well, yeah, I, it's a film again. I've always wanted to watch. I've just uh, just don't watch the American means. one. Well, exactly, that's, it. that's what I've done. Yeah, not watched it. Good. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's us. Us. That's all. Us wrapped up then. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> that's us. Oh, us, 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 us. We. Uh, I had a little bit of a drink. Um, um, unfortunately, uh, I know you've you've all been waiting for the the answers to plot twist. <laughs> plot um, twist. But we don't have Adam here to actually no. tell us what film it is. So no. we are still in the dark. I believe it. Um, the the thing he's trying to figure out is jolly boys out into the cinema. Do you have any idea what this could be? Not a blinking clue. Not a clue at all. No, not a clue. Adam, if you're listening, <laughs> look, we love you and we, we care about you deeply, but I could not give, I couldn't care less whether I, you know, find out about this answer or not for this could, question. because if we get the heights not of bothered. he's not freaking David Copperfield again, we'll, we'll be so happy. <laughs> I'm I can't not, wait to I'm not out. interested. You really are. No. I want Adam back, but I don't want, that feature. Well, I'm sure we'll be back next week. Great. Um, and we'll be doing another film, presumably. Yeah, we'll talk more films and uh, we'll talk more nerdy stuff about it as well. Lovely. Sounds ne- great. So until next week, Rob, sign us out. I'm leaving here. Bye, everybody.